Hey everybody, it's Kenya, and this is the Thank You For Saying No podcast, where we find meaning in life's unexpected turns. Pee-wee, welcome to the Thank You For Saying No podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm Thank so you. excited. <laughs> <laughs> this is so awesome. So you guys, this is a funny story. I met Pee-wee, are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> At a live DJ Soul Cycle class like four oh, years ago. That's where it was. <laughs> okay, wow, that's so fun. Yeah, Soul Cycle. Okay. It was so fun. She was a DJ and she absolutely killed it. Thank you. The energy was next level. It was that's so, so fun. That's funny. Um, so off camera, we were saying, like, <laughs> trying to remember how we met. That's this suspense was good. Awesome. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna wait to the show to tell you. Right, right, right. This is way too good. So, um, you know, after the class we connected and I've just followed your journey and you just, you thrive and I've just loved watching you just, just do more and more and more. And you're so real and you're so genuine. Um, you put yourself out there. You're not afraid to acknowledge like when things are hard and also recognizing how, the hard times have led you to some really great things. I see you, girl. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. <laughs> no. I'm going to cry. <laughs> really? You can cry. Oh, my God. We cry here sometimes. Oh, my God. You're going to make me cry. That was, I mean. I mean uh, it. I've been, like, following you and watching you, and it's just, it's inspiring, and I was so, I told you, like, months ago, we have to get you on the show. Oh, my God. That means so much. <laughs> that's that's funny timing that yeah. you said that. So. Yeah. So. For those who don't know Peewee, she is an international leading female DJ. (laughs) She started out in um, Florida State, right, Mm -hmm. where you mentored with DJ Champ. Yes, yes. Um, And you're affiliated with the female DJ collective Miami Soundwave. Was, yeah. Was, Mm -hmm. okay. Um, And she's performed at Coachella, at Rolling Loud. At Essence, (laughs) where you were the headlining DJ, right? Mm -hmm. Amazing. And some of her clients include Pretty Little Thing, um, MLS, Nike, Good American, Mr. Chow, my favorite. I love Mr. Chow (laughs) so much. So good. (laughs) And Ciroc, so many more. Um, Did I leave anything out that you'd want to highlight? No, that's pretty much it. Amazing. (laughs) Really amazing. Um, I'm so excited just for everything that you've accomplished Thank and you. like what you have to come. Thank you. Today, <laughs> I'm going to, we're going to talk about your DJ journey, um, some of your thank you for saying no moments, some of the challenges that you faced in the industry and how you overcame them and just how you navigated finding the right path. I love so, that. Thank so, you for having me again. <laughs> you're welcome. That's awesome. Let's start. So you started making beats, right? Yes. Tell us about that. So it's funny. That was actually a no moment in my life. So I uh, started making beats at 16 because Mm -hmm. I tore my ACL. Mm -hmm. Let me rewind. Yeah. (laughs) I played basketball (laughs) my whole life. Nice. Basketball and softball. I was a basketball coach, actually. Were you? For my brother's team, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> Coach <Okay>. K. <laughs> Coach K. I love it. I love it. I got my name Pee Wee from basketball. Oh, nice. Uh, I was going to ask you that. So, um... All I knew was that, like, mm-hmm. what I wanted to be growing up was a, WA, a WNBA player. And, like, yeah. there was nothing else for me, mm-hmm. you know? And in that time, I tore my ACL and it was over for me. Wow. Like, I tore it my junior year and women tearing our ACLs, it's, like, not mm-hmm. the same as a guy. Yeah. So it was done. Mm-hmm. But in that process... um, I don't know. I just like randomly was on YouTube and like learned how to make beats from YouTube University. Mm -hmm. And that became (laughs) that became like a whole thing for me. Like, Mm -hmm. wow, because I've always been the Oxcord queen. Okay, you know, and music's always been my thing. So like going into that on the production end was just like aligned for me at that time. Mm 
Um, so yeah, I started making beats and then that wasn't going yeah. the best. So what was that like for you? So you started making beats at 16. Yes. And then what sort of challenges were you facing making beats so young? Like how was that working for you? Man, I, I dealt with a lot of adversity. With, mm. It was like a lot of not only um, like restrictive things, like with opportunities, like mm. I would say like doors that were hard closed you mean because you were so young yeah okay yeah but the other end of it was being a woman Mm. in these studio sessions Mm. you know by myself yeah and luckily i've never been like sexually assaulted or like touched or anything but i have been disrespected by like some of the biggest celebrities Mm. you know what i mean like guys that are like if you're not here to do xyz get the fuck out where Mm. it's like you listened to my music and loved it. And now I'm here in the session and you're yeah. like, you know what I mean? So I dealt with like a lot of the dark end of the industry. Yeah. And I was, I was so um, directly affected being that I was so young. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I had such a bad taste in my mouth about it. Going uh, like later through yeah. the years, I was like, damn, like this dream, I want it so bad, but like, I don't, I just don't see it happening anymore, you know? Yeah. And that's how I got into DJing. Okay. So before we get to DJing, how did you sort of navigate those like weird moments or those tough times? Like whether it was in the moment or thinking to yourself, like I should, I should start thinking about other stuff to do. Yeah. Um, the, the, in the moment thing, I always thought of my dad. Mm -hmm. I have like the best relationship with my dad. I'm so blessed for Mm -hmm. that. And, um, my dad, he treats me and my sisters like freaking queens. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't accept otherwise yeah. from young, you mm-hmm. know, um, especially from guys that are of status. Like that's yeah. never been something to me, you know. Yeah. So um, I luckily have held my ground. Like I've always been like you. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I'm never going to sell myself in that manner to get on. Yeah. Ever. Wow. Um, that's so I think it's big. cool that I've had that. But there's so many girls that don't Mm -hmm. and there's no it's no shade on them yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but it's like so i also got into an organization called girls make beats Mm -hmm. and i was firm on being a part of that because of that exact reason that there's so many girls that are in these situations that are like yeah (laughs) being abused yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i guess to that question like i just thought of my dad all yeah. the time you know what i mean it's and, tough because like you should be able to go into any room and yeah. be a professional it, and like 100 percent do professional stuff so wow so your first big no like even further actually was like the basketball thing not yeah basketball out. That, for sure. was, that had to be really tough as a kid too what like that how old were you then i was seven 16 17 mm, that is yeah. tough formative years <laughs> it was so bad like i was depressed yeah i was that was the first time i ever dealt with depression were you young enough to i mean not young enough were you um like mature enough at the time to figure out ways to get out of that or how Mm-mm. did you so i i don't think it was you know it's really common to talk about depression anxiety yeah. oh yeah and i had anxiety from young too yeah and i never knew what it was mm-hmm. i was just like i have these irrational fears and i don't know where they even come from and then mm-hmm. later the conversation of anxiety and yeah. depression came out mm-hmm. um so i didn't know how to navigate through that yeah um I just got into music. That was just my coping. You're like outlet. Yeah, that yeah. was my outlet. Surprisingly, it was mm-hmm. just random. Like, That's awesome though. Yeah, it I was love cool. That. So you're so tearing your ACL. Mm-hmm. First big no. You mm-hmm. sort of switched. You're like, okay, let me try making beats. Yeah. And then the beats was 
just running into issues. Yeah. And just situations you don't want to be in. Right. So then how did you find DJing, which is the substance <laughs> of our episode right. today? So um, I was still making music in college, but mm-hmm. I just stopped going to like sessions, like studio sessions. Okay. I was just like in my room. Yeah. That's my studio. Mm-hmm. People want to work with me. I'll send you something, but I'm not going to be like. Yeah exposed to that right yeah so i think it kind of hit a standstill because at fsu one like there's not like big artists like that like going from miami to tallahassee mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was a big shift for me with um so you grew up in miami right yeah okay so like in miami i was in the studio with everybody yeah young mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then i go to tallahassee where there's not really anybody there yeah um so <laughs> this group called dopey and t who's now rolling loud mm-hmm. um they were throwing hip-hop shows like mm-hmm. the biggest underground hip-hop artists would come to like every major city in florida tallahassee being one of them because that's where they were based out of so they had dom kennedy currency kendrick so so the first one that i the first show that i went to mm-hmm. was kendrick but um i snuck into the show right (laughs) and i brought my i remember telling my friends i was like listen we're gonna get in with Mm -hmm. the point of trying to show my music to the artist yeah which in hindsight that's not like the best route to go by but cheap for the stars yeah yeah yeah. no and i was like everybody dressed hot as hell yeah and 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 my roommates were like we were always like the bad bitches of like college you know so i was like guys everybody dressed hot as hell and we're on a mission we're gonna go backstage but not to be groupies we're doing this to show my music yeah they were all on board they were so supportive they're like all right we're going so we go we get in um for free to the kendrick show and i'm like backstage bragging about it um because my friend ends up like scamming our way in there (laughs) you know so we're like backstage we meet him we meet the management Mm -hmm. not knowing that we're like also in front of the guys who do the event Uh uh-huh and I'm over there. We're like bragging. We're like, yeah, we snuck in here. Like, you know, I make beats. And they're like, oh, you snuck in here. Uh, we throw this event. Like, oh you know, God. so it just whatever that, that it, it's funny now. But mm-hmm. at the time it was like, oh, shit. So then they were like, hey, instead of sneaking into shows mm-hmm. and using this route that can go bad. Yeah. Why don't you become a DJ? Mm-hmm. So you're in. You're already there. Yeah, yeah. Like you can have the relationship with artists already. hmm. And I was like, hell no. Mm-hmm. No. Like, I don't want to be a DJ. Like, yeah. no, I want to make beats, you yeah. know? And they gave me the opportunity. They were like, listen, if you become, if you decide to do it, we're going to put you on our shows. Mm-hmm. You just, just teach yourself how to DJ. So wait, the people at the event? The, guy, the so, guys who run the event. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They were like, wow. become a DJ yeah. and you'll be our DJ, mm-hmm. like at the shows. Mm-hmm. And just teach yourself, like yeah. figure it out mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I was like, oh, shit. Okay, whatever. Didn't really take it serious. And then Ultra. Yeah. It's funny. Ultra's right now in Miami. Really? Yeah. So it was this time. This makes 10 years. Aww. Right now. This full time. Circle. Wow. Like full circle moment. Yeah. I'm thinking of that. So it was Ultra Weekend. Mm-hmm. And you know, they do live streams for like festivals. Yeah. You can watch it. Uh-huh. My, my roommates were all watching it. And they already knew the conversation I had with the guy. Yeah. And um, they were like dude, look how awesome it is to be a DJ. Like, take it serious. Yeah. You're a girl. And I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm gonna learn. <laughs> and then um, I randomly meet DJ Champ, mm-hmm. um, who's a big mentor for me. I love him so much. Yeah. I meet him and he's like, you want to learn how to DJ? I- I'll get you in the studio. And like, How did you meet DJ Champ? So after, it was like the craziest thing ever. Like, yeah. Ultra Weekend is happening. 
I'm watching the live stream. My friends are like, dude, become a DJ. Yeah. Like, it's so odd. Like, look, you could be doing this, yeah. you know? I'm like, what? So, yeah. After we go out the next day, mm -hmm. it was so aligned, that whole thing. Yeah, it sounds like it. So, I, the next day, go out and I go to this lounge mm -hmm. and he's there. DJ but Champ. He, and he's like the big radio personality. Yeah. So, everybody's like, oh my, it's a small town. Yeah. So, everyone's like, oh my God, that's Champ. So, so he's so, the big radio personality in Tallahassee. He was. Don't know. He, he was. was. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I end up just chopping it up with him. I'm like, hey, I'm trying to become a DJ. Mm -hmm. That's how it came about. He's like, well, if you're serious, mm -hmm. I'll get you in the station. He got me a little promo job at the station oh, nice. to like yeah. shadow him, you uh -huh. know? And um, yeah, that's how I learned the basics, like from him and yeah. YouTube. And then everything just skyrocketed just in my life. Me. Like that was not anything I was looking for, but like the doors just kept opening and opening yeah. and opening with DJing that I was like, God, I hear you. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into the alignment, I want to talk a little bit. That's just, but honestly, first I need to take a second to recognize how amazing that is. Thank you. Like, <laughs> yeah, that I was not trying to do that, yeah, right? Yeah, like it's it's really about being at the right place at the right time and Literally. just carrying yourself in a way where people like, you know, like, hmm, like making yeah. people curious. You yeah, know? 100%. So, okay. So when you, when your first no with the beats mm -hmm. happened and you're like, I'm going to transition into DJ. So that sort of time in your life. Mm -hmm. What made you know there should be a change in direction instead of just hoping that eventually it would be different? But I don't think I knew at that time. Yeah. Honestly, like in college, mm -hmm. I was like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm make I was so stubborn. I'm, yeah. I'm really stubborn. I am too. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in counseling and, and in therapy. <laughs> I'm really stubborn. I'm a Capricorn. Um, but I'm really stubborn with career. Yeah. Like when I have like a vision mm -hmm. of something, it's so hard for me to break it. So I just had, I was fixated on Pee Wee being the producer. Yeah. That identity was made in my mm -hmm. brain. So there was no navigating that. Yeah. You know, like it was like, okay, you know what? Now that I'm presented with DJing, I'm going to just use this to still be the producer. Pee -wee. Yeah. And then it sort of unfolded differently. Yeah. Just, and sometimes if something aligns so well, so many yeah. times you're like, like, maybe I should see this through a little. That, that's how it all happened. For yeah. sure. <laughs> um. So, you know, eventually... Right. You did DJing full time and that's what you're doing now. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think even like if we're making the decision to do something different, like we're in control and, and the decider of a no or a change or a transition or a shift, mm -hmm. um, it's still hard, you know, because like we have to I think we have to acknowledge that letting go of an idea that we had is is like grieving no it's, it's, like it's grieving. a death yeah it's a whole death for and sure it's um it's vulnerable to put yourself out there in a certain way and and like see something happening that never comes to fruition yep and so like how did you can you relate to that it sounds like how yeah did you walk i mean that? not only not only career like love like mm. i feel like in love we do that a lot right yeah like we're like this is my person and mm -hmm. i'm obsessed with them or like not only that but like yeah. you start thinking so into the future and you yeah. know you miss like what's happening yeah mm -hmm. and then when things ha life happens like chapters end or yeah. you transition you bloom mm -hmm. we get so attached mm -hmm. to the idea you know what i mean yeah so i don't know i don't know what was your question how do i maneuver yeah, that no, i was like into that i'm sorry that <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> but it's true right no it's so true i think if we're so focused on achieving something we miss the opportunity to be adapt 
adaptable, adaptable and resilient to change. Oh my god, that's so you know. This is this is funny. I'm on this podcast. <laughs> I'm telling you because like <laughs> that's been my mantra mm. or just the theme of my life. Yeah. In the last year mm. is to let the fuck go. I could yeah. curse. Sure. Let the fuck go <laughs> of control, like surrender, yeah. mm-hmm. because every time I have. It's like almost like the inevitable. Mm-hmm. I think our stories are, are already written. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't think that. I think it is. Yeah. And I feel like every time that I've tried to resist mm-hmm. or try to like hold on, like what we were just speaking about yeah. with the identity of producer Peewee, mm-hmm. like I just try to hold on so hard when God was like, there's something so much better. Let go. Yeah. You know? And that's just, like I said, it's just been my mantra for the last year and a half. And it's yeah. been beautiful. Like. I just, I, I don't resist it anymore. Yeah. You know? I do. I totally get that. So for me, I really want, after law school, I really wanted to be in Washington, D.C. Okay. And I like did everything to get there. I applied to hundreds of places, wow. no, but nothing was clicking. Right. Like, I didn't get any job offers out there. Um, But despite my best efforts, like I tried so hard and right. eventually I was like, okay, I need to maybe think differently yeah maybe like, maybe god's are, are you like, i believe in god yeah. okay and i keep hitting this wire sorry okay. maybe god is like telling me something yeah yeah so i ended up coming back to california okay. and i'm i'm an environmental attorney which is what i wanted to do nice so it worked out and i'm very happy where i'm at like it just it worked out really great but in terms of like the grieving part of that I did not unpack my bags or my boxes when I moved back to LA from Miami, probably for a year. Wow. Because it was hard. It's hard to accept that what you thought was going to happen isn't what's happening. Right. And even though I'm so happy where I'm at and things are really great and I love my job, I love what I'm doing, like I still had to process the redirection that happened. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so hard. Yeah. Right? Especially yeah. when it's not like in our favor. Mm-hmm. Then it ends up being in our favor always, every single time. Yeah. Because I'm sure you're happy as shit Oh, now. I'm so happy. Like it all makes sense, right? Yeah, it totally makes sense looking back. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Miami will always be there, by the way. Oh, yeah. I come to Miami at least once a year. Yeah. I love it. I would like... <laughs> I love Miami because it's home, but it's Miami. It's, yeah. You know what I mean? I do. It's a very toxic environment. Yeah. I'm saying that with a smile, but I'm feeling you like really struggling. (laughs) (laughs) It's so toxic. It's like the the capital of toxicity. Yeah. I thought LA was, Mm. but Miami boy has it. Yeah. Miami is a tough city. But it's, it's also just different. A, it's also a great city, though. It's amazing. Yeah. It, but that's what makes it kind of toxic, right? Yeah. Like, think about like toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. Damn, I keep talking about relationships, but like no, I just, good. I just feel like the the correlations yeah. there, right? Like the guy, he he's this or that, like awesome for you, but mm-hmm. he's still toxic yeah. at the core. That's yeah. Miami. Like oh, yeah. Miami has the view, the women, yeah. the this, yeah. the that, like yeah. the facade. But at the core, it's just like. Mm, a lot yeah Yeah. but i love miami don't get me wrong it's just like i said a lot of toxicity yeah so you're good here you're not missing out on anything (laughs) so you talk about aligning things aligning with being a dj and uh, tell us more about that like what made djing align for you in a way that the beats producing beats was not aligning thank you for asking me that because i think like 
when I'm on podcasts or or just any type of interviews, like they don't go into that aspect of it, right? Mm -hmm. And everything has just been seamless mm -hmm. with DJing, like almost supernatural. Mm -hmm. And there's like been times where I'm like, Really gonna be a DJ in life? Like what? <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I didn't even think of this, but the way God shows me every single day by the seamlessness of the opportunities I've been given, just yeah. like the creativity that I have with it, just it, it, I've never had anything just flow. There's just has not been that resistance like I've had again with like production. Like it was like yeah. a clear no. Like, you mm -hmm. have something better for you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Just I get that, though. So, for me, in my life, I know when I'm in the right place because mm -hmm. things are just clicking. Like, even the hard stuff clicks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, if I'm having to force things, then I, I usually need to take a step back and be like, okay, what's going on? Let me reassess yeah. the landscape and see what other, what other ways there are to get to the same thing or just what other options there are in general yeah you know no a thousand percent but i thought to the to the point that i was saying that i think it's so beautiful that like you asked that because, yeah because i just turned 30 in december thank you <laughs> a little while now i'm on the third floor um and before i turned 30 at like 29 i started grieving like the little girl you know i'm a whole woman now yeah, you know what i mean it's like yeah. i'm not a little girl and with all that said that's been something for me, like, where I've just been thinking, where, like, identity-wise, like, where am I mm -hmm. as a woman? And yeah. then with my career, because I want to be a wife. I want to have kids. Mm -hmm. Am I going to DJ in the club? Like, mm -hmm. my whole, like, thought process of DJing started changing. And then I started hitting, like, the standstill with DJing. Mm -hmm. People are always like, you're always striving. But like, I really feel the last year and a half, mm -hmm. I hit like a plat a big plateau with my career. Mm -hmm. And I just been like, I've been the most spiritual I've been in my life mm -hmm. because I've been like trusting that there's a big transition happening for me yeah. career wise, you know? Yeah. And it is like, I started my own party and I know that's what God's been telling me. Like, just hang tight. I'm about to like show it to yeah. you like what's next yeah because djing is not like i think i've hit that point where i'm ready for the next step yeah you know what i mean so that goes into the alignment mm -hmm. i feel like this last year i have just i've been shown that there's something more again yeah you know what i mean i do like i've hit everything i was supposed to mm -hmm. i'm i'm ready for the next step i just didn't know what it was but yeah. it's definitely my events like That's being so more awesome. on the event end yeah so i just saw you had a party it was called honey right yeah nice it, it looks super fun. It was at the Fountain Blue, my literal yeah. favorite place Honestly, in the whole I world. Love, I love the Fountain Blue. <laughs> I love it. I love everything about the yeah. Fountain Blue. So that was a dream. Mm -hmm. That was a dream. And it, okay, to alignment, right? Yeah. That party, I had zero no's. Like there was no no's. Mm. Like the GM and I have a great relationship because yeah. he was the old GM for a club I worked at called Shush Lounge. Mm-hmm. So we always maintained it. And he was like, Pee Wee, I want you to do, I want you to be a part of Arcadia Pool Club, but I want you to be like more like, um, yeah. like your own vibe. Yeah. The fact that he presented that to me, I was like, dude, yeah, let me stop being a bitch <laughs> and let me like stop being a pussy, you know, and like do my own party. Like yeah. I've been scared of it for a long time. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Mm -hmm. And then I called Pretty Little Thing, the rep that I work with. Mm hmm. The conversation was five minutes. Like, 
what do you need yeah you need this oh okay cool God. done we're gonna do the party That's and so then awesome. liquor sponsors like everything was just in alignment yeah you know what i mean so yeah. our party turned out fire <laughs> that party was amazing and we have so much more planned that is so honey. rad yeah that's so thinking awesome thank you um i love that like when things align you just like you just have to explore it you can't like i think not being resistant to it and it sounds like you've worked so hard to build this name and this brand for yourself right. where now, instead of telling you no, people are like, we want you. Which is crazy <laughs> to me because I'm not a yeah. person that asks for things. Mm -hmm. But then again, it still is in their benefit. Yeah, you know what I mean? For sure. But I, I'm not one to utilize my network mm. a lot. I'm a, a plug person. Mm -hmm. Like when people need things done, I got you. Like I'm yeah. going to connect you with this person. Yeah. But when, like I said, when it comes to like asking to collaborate and favors and stuff, I'm not one to do that. So it was... It was such like a surreal thing that I could just be like, hey, mm -hmm. I'm doing this. And people are like, let's fucking get on board. Like, yeah. we want to help you out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So your net worth is your net worth. No, your network is your net worth. Mm. Period. Wow. That's so true. So can you think of any thank you for saying no moments in your DJ journey? I know we're talking about alignment a lot. Yeah. But were there any times where something didn't work out? in the DJ space, but it led you to something great. Yeah. Or maybe in life. Yeah. I would say, um, I, I saw, I had a vision for my DJing from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I knew that I didn't want to just be this girl spinning records, <laughs> looking cute. Like that was not it for yeah. me. Like I was like, if I'm going to do this, mm -hmm. I'm going to be better than men. Yeah. Like, I, I want to compete with men. I don't want to be, like, in the girl bracket. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And the one thing that I noticed in in Miami was <clears throat> the guys in the clubs that were the biggest DJs mm -hmm. were talking on the mic. Mm -hmm. They had, like, a mic presence. Okay. So, for me, I was like, I'm going for the jugular. Like, I'm going to teach myself. I couldn't even say happy birthday on the mic when I first started yeah. DJing. Like, they were like, you have to say this shout out. I'd be like, happy birthday. <laughs> like, wanting to die. You know? And... <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like got over that fear mm -hmm. and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to go try to compete with what is known to be the best in the DJ space. Right. How did you push yourself? Honestly, I don't know, man. I have a very strong will. Like mm -hmm. my, my mental game is like crazy, you know? Yeah. So it's nothing for me to be like, you got this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and practice. Yeah. Practice like gave me like the most confidence ever. Oh yeah. So but yeah, like I I, I really attacked the uh the MC spate, like being a girl that had a presence on the mic, and mm -hmm. that made my DJ career explode. Like mm. for what takes most people like three to five years took yeah. me a year because mm. I differentiated myself with that, right? Yeah. But to the question of what was my no. I try to enter the big leagues, try mm -hmm. to become a DJ in South Beach. Mm -hmm. And these big clubs were like, based off the other clubs that I was like affiliating myself with, mm -hmm. the bigger clubs were like, nah, she's the ghetto, like cameo DJ, like no. Oh my God. It's funny. I I can say this on, on air because yeah. I... I, the management knows yeah but i have a residency now in mr jones on friday yeah, i know i've seen that and <laughs> they were the first club that was like 
hell no she's not working here oh my god no really and it's funny and like now it's like a joke i was like i was trying to work at mr jones forever but they were like no that's a beautiful story yeah now you're there with the residency right because i i I got my experience with the mic stuff in hip-hop clubs Mm -hmm. i mean i love hip-hop in general so like that's like where the heart is but I that's the hardest space to DJ. I don't care what anybody says. I take it back. Caribbean parties are the hardest. <laughs> but you have to talk on the mic on those too, yeah. right? But hip hop clubs are very hard mm-hmm. to DJ. Why? And Why is that? Because I think like the culture in itself is different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like hip hop, you got to DJ really fast. There's like so many elements to, to hip hop. Yeah. I think open format clubs, there's not really the emphasis of a person on the mic other than them doing like the two three let's go you know what i mean like there's not really like a a a person taking you on a journey yeah like hip-hop i see i totally get you have to be strong with mixing Mm -hmm. being fast and speaking yeah so i was thrown in the wolves which i'm grateful because that like i said like it like took me to the next level right um but that was a no like i said because the clubs that i was affiliated with the bigger live story, Mr. Jones, they were like, fuck no, she's yeah. not working here. And then now look. <laughs> now you're there. Yeah. So how did you deal with that like sort of frustration or those no's? Like what what did you do? I took it to heart, like yeah. really bad. Because only you know how hard you go, right? Mm-hmm. Like people may see on Instagram what they see, right? Like yeah. the the what you you see what I show you, mm-hmm. but People aren't seeing the nights I'm in front of my computer for hours, yeah. getting music and and practicing. Like I used to have turntables yeah. in my house, and I'll be there like a crackhead, like till <laughs> two in the morning. Like, like my my hands are like doing it on its own, you know, autopilot. Yeah. Like there's been there's so much. And then aside from you know the the technical end of DJing, trying to perfect that because I always had the chip on my shoulder that I'm a woman and I have to mm-hmm. dip, like not be considered a woman. Or not to say that, to not be looked at as a, a gimmick. Mm. I didn't want that. I wanted yeah. people to be like, this girl could DJ. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And aside from that, then there's the image part that I had to put all that work in. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm grinding. My life has become this. Yeah. Of trying to be the best. And then to have people that are like, they don't believe in the vision. Yeah. It was it's a it was a jab to the ego, but I loved it because it made me go hard. Like every time in my life, yeah, I've had a reject like some type of rejection. Mm-hmm. That's like the ultimate motivator for me. That puts oh, a battery yeah. in my back. Yeah, like <laughs> every time people do me dirty, yeah. every time I get a no, like mm-hmm. and it's like God knows what He's doing because it puts a battery in my back where I just go harder and then it happens. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Do you find yourself like trying different things or figuring out different ways to turn those no's into yeses? I mean, obviously you got them into yeses, like, <laughs> right? But like right. in those moments, are you thinking like, what should I do different or how like? Yeah, it's humbling. Yeah. I think you need those like mm-hmm. those moments because I would have just been doing the same shit, but yeah. working at the same clubs. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had the thoughts of like, I should probably start transitioning. Yeah. Like I need to rebrand myself because for one, I am more than just a genre DJ. I DJ everything. Yeah. Except country music, disclaimer. Mm-hmm. But like <laughs> I, I put me in a space. I'll, yeah. I I'm, I kill it, you mm-hmm. know? And that's why like in, in an international space, I do well because I know how to do all that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, it's like if I didn't have that moment, I wouldn't have thought that like I'm more than just hip hop. Yeah. I need a transition. So that's awesome. Yeah. Nose are always fire. Oh, yeah. We love nose here. <laughs> um, did you have any practices like when you're going through hard times, like personal practices or things you do? To deal with the emotions. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm big into now. I'm big into meditation, mm-hmm. journaling. Yeah. I Like I've been saying, I'm like super spiritual now. Like, What's your meditation practice like? So I was doing for a long time like guided meditations, mm-hmm. but I feel like I, I was always wondering. I'm like, wow, I feel like it's peaceful, but I'm not getting that experience what people are saying, like mm-hmm. the shutting your brain off type of vibe. Or yeah. not shutting your brain off, but like allowing the thoughts to like flow yeah, yeah until i started just having like meditation music mm. and being in nature and yeah. then like you know sitting and learning that you know i meditate too and my thing is like birds chirping like that's oh. that's where i find like my pieces mine is the ocean <laughs> i love like ocean. ocean sounds and yes. i live on the water so it's beautiful so like nice. I, I i'll go on my balcony that's like my meditation spot on my mm-hmm. balcony and i play the on my headphones like what is to be like ocean sounds mm-hmm. <laughs> and i in my head <laughs> it sounds so crazy no i love it <laughs> but my where i take myself someone told me when you meditate go to like the same place every time like imagine mm-hmm. climbing a mountain or doing something yeah and like that just helps you go to like your space yeah so my thing is i jump in my water in my head oh nice right i jump yes. in my water and i dive in and uh-huh. when i come back up i'm in like uh, what is it not fiji um in bali like mm. where the mountains are and all that so i've never pretty. been there in my life but that's you why picture i picture it yeah <laughs> and then i somehow go into like the zen that's you know so awesome it's crazy but <laughs> that's been my thing meditation and mm-hmm. uh routine mm-hmm. routine mm-hmm. it i i stress this so much i think when i'm the most confused in life or yeah. like in those moments where yeah. I'm like, where, the, where am I doing? I think sticking to your routine is so important. Yeah. So my morning routine is solid. It's yeah. I get up, I make my bed. I don't care. I don't care how tired if I'm running late, like nothing. I make my bed. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing for yeah. me. And it's been life changing. That little thing. To yourself. Yep. Mm-hmm. I make my bed. I, I pray, mm-hmm. journal, meditate. Nice. So I haven't been on it as much lately, but like that's been yeah. a thing of mine. Like I've been feeling so not aligned yeah. in, a, in a space because I haven't been sticking to my routine. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I think when things are so crazy, like you have to find your own stability. And I think the premise of it is you're giving yourself that time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Waking up and looking at your phone is so subconsciously terrible for your soul oh my God, yes <laughs> for your soul yes. you know what i mean yes. like looking at whatever it is online like mm-hmm. it, it's just a lot yeah so again like i think my my way of aligning centering myself becoming like strong-willed yeah especially in those moments is by sticking to my yeah. routine and being vulnerable with like the journaling and all, yeah. all of that, all that comes, that comes with it. Being real with yourself and like yeah. giving yourself the space to, to figure things out. hundred percent. Yeah. That's amazing. That's beautiful. Thanks. Um, <laughs> where do you find your inspiration to move through hard parts or no parts? I think, um, I, th- oh, damn, like, my mom is such a resilient person. My my mm. family. I come from a family of women. Yeah. And everyone has 
like this crazy resilience in my family. That's beautiful. And I think like them, like I think about my mom a lot. It's funny. Like I never really thought about that till you said it. Like yeah. right when you said it, I thought about my mom, like my mom and I was like, damn, I think about her like mm-hmm. subconsciously a lot. Yeah. Because she's so damn resilient, you mm-hmm. know? And I think of her and I know that like she got through shit. And then like I think about then like all the things that I've been through that I thought were was like the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I'm more than good now, you know? Yeah. So that's like my inspiration. Yeah. It's it's like my mom and then my own past. Yeah, like looking at how far you've come and what you've accomplished. And I've been fine. Yeah. That's and I've been fine. Like, yeah. you don't die. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, like, God willing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it, when we go through shit, like, yeah. it's like, life isn't linear. Mm-mm. And when you understand that, you have like this backseat yeah. approach to life. It's like, yeah. okay, I'm understanding that this the storm is either realignment or a lesson that i'm supposed mm. to learn you know what i mean you're so good for this podcast because our, our slogan is finding meaning in unexpected turns and really that's just what you're describing right now that's it <laughs> that's it that's it and i'm telling you this comes from a place yeah. of being the most the uh, the biggest control freak mm-hmm. i don't know anybody that's been more of like a person that wants to control like the outcome more than me <laughs> and for me to drop that it's like a miracle you know like i said it's been my mantra for the last year and i have been significantly Mm -hmm. happier yeah (laughs) just letting it letting it flow wow i'm like really taking that in because in my own life just reflecting the times where i've let go of my control are the times that i've been the happiest but the actual relinquishing of the control is very painful. Yeah. But once you're in the place of not trying to control, it's very peaceful. It's so peaceful. It's like a, a hard thing to mm-hmm. to like grasp. Yeah. But when you when you experience it, when you like endure that, mm-hmm. when things happen in life, like yeah. you're just like, okay, let me just be still. Because mm-hmm. the more I'm trying to like yeah. <laughs> be in like this anxious, like no, no, no space. Angst. Yeah. It does nothing but fuck with your peace of mind, yeah. you know? So why not just go through the inevitable in peace? Yeah. You know? Right? Because if you're trying to control, there's control in letting go. Yes. And there's control in holding on. So yes. wouldn't you rather yeah. be happy and let it go than unhappy and angsty and holding percent. on? It's like, but it's hard. But that's the hard part is like, because it's more comfortable sometimes to hold on. Yes. <laughs> Even it's though it's c- uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. No, it is because it's, it's like uh, depending on the situation, but like what mm-hmm. you're bonded to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it runs deep. Yeah. And what you're bonded to could be something from your childhood that like then becomes comfortable later yeah. in life. Mm-hmm. Relationships. <laughs> I keep bringing that up. Yeah. But, you know, I think I think relationships are like some of the biggest lessons or teachers of our life. Have you had any thank you for saying no moments in relationships? So many. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Every All the single, ones that didn't work. <laughs> every single. Yeah. But they, I, I, you know, I don't like saying relationships that didn't work because they did. Yeah. Because they did work. They worked until the time was up. Yeah. When I started understanding that too, I looked at relationships so different mm-hmm. because I was always like, I don't want to get in situations because I'm going to get hurt if it doesn't work out. Yeah. But like, it does. Like, we're supposed to experience people either in seasons or forever. Yeah. And love like i said love is our biggest teacher for some people like for Mm -hmm. me i know it is you know yeah so well i've heard like if you want to learn about yourself get into a relationship thousand percent (laughs) because what triggers you more than love than a significant other (laughs) nobody no and you see who you really are you're right you see who you really Mm -hmm. are like when you're 
I, I don't I don't know if I've ever been more upset than I have yeah. like in a relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I've yeah. definitely all of them have been a no in some form. Mm-hmm. So I was actually a no for somebody. Mm-hmm. And I knew that my like knowing that I was done with that person and it was amicable. Mm-hmm. We're still friends to this day. But like I knew that I no longer was supposed to be in his life because I was his comfort zone and he was never going to grow. Mm. And like there was he had to be uncomfortable from me and him breaking up for him to grow. And his life after we broke up, like I'm so happy for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Like it was hard as for him like he was going through it so bad Mm -hmm. but like now he has a huge house now like everything in his life worked out you know you're like now he's having his own thank you for saying yes thank you for saying no 100 percent. i know like that's why we can be friends to this day you know like yeah but and it's difficult to see it on your end right when you're when you're hurting somebody and like you know that they have to go through that to be better yeah you know but i was definitely a no in his life but the other ones have been knows for me and i'm so there's not one person mm-hmm. that i'm like yeah i don't want to think and be like dude like you were you were what is an asshole or this and that but you were supposed to be to me because mm-hmm. that i was supposed to learn that lesson and i'm yeah. so happy you yeah. know like i don't look at it with a bad taste in my mouth yeah that's that's really beautiful you're just saying so many really beautiful things today. Thank you. I'm a, I'm a glass half full person. Aw. I'm a glass half full person. I love that. With everything. That's yeah. really good. Um, I so think <laughs> everything you're saying is like triggering all these thoughts. I'm like, which one should I say? Um, you know, after each relationship that we have, but even a friendship sometimes yeah. too, you know, like, but being able to reflect and see all of the things that worked and that didn't work too. So you don't bring like the same stuff into your yeah. subsequent relationship. Thousand percent. Yeah. And and I think uh, one thing that I think women do, mm-hmm. we're like victim of mm-hmm. is when we end even like friendship breakups, right? Like we're quick to be like, they did me dirty and like this and that, but it takes two. Mm-hmm. And it's so difficult to be like, where was my fault in this? Even if there, if it was minuscule. Even if the fault was sticking around too long. That's what I was just going to yeah, say, right? Okay. <laughs> Even if the fault was yeah. my participation in, in allowing the bullshit, mm-hmm. right? Like, where did that happen? And where do I grow from that to not... Mm-hmm. I think, like, not make the same mistake twice is just, like, hard to say. But, like, how do I try to avoid it? Yeah, and be better. you're the only one who's going to look out for you. It's That's no it. one else's job, too. That's it. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. So... I don't know. I've had some friendship heartbreaks. Same. Those hurt kind of worse. They do. There's one in my life. <laughs> there's one in my life, like a, a friendship breakup yeah. that I had, like still fucks with me to this day. I'm yeah. not like over it. Yeah. I'm still heartbroken. It's sad. It is. Damn, <laughs> I missed that bitch. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm still not over it, but whatever. Life goes on. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah. Okay, let's see. Um, so you're very ambitious. You're very driven. Um, you're successful. Thank you. Right? Um, and motivated. Has that affected any of your personal relationships? Big time. How? Big time. Um, damn, this is a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Um, I'll say this. I, I think a lot of men in theory want a, a woman who's hardworking, ambitious, has her own until they have it. 
until they have Mm -hmm. it. A lot of guys in theory want that until it's time for them to get up and fucking work and they can't be there all the time. Mm -hmm. Especially me being a DJ, like the housewife role Mm -hmm. is a little difficult for me. I mean, not, not anymore. Like I've, I've kind of like grown into like the little wifey, but at first (laughs) it was difficult. Right. Yeah. So to answer that question, yeah, I've had um, a relationship that I think that person, like I said, in theory, wanted someone that was ambitious, but wanted yeah. somebody on their time that was fully accessible. Mm-hmm. And that's where the disconnect happens because it's like, I also have my dream, right? Yeah. And we have to walk parallel to each other, not like perpendicular. Yeah. And that wasn't happening, mm-hmm. right? So I read this quote. That, I don't know if you know Yes Jules. Mm-mm. so yesterday she's an influencer in miami that's my girl mm-hmm. and she posted this uh this instagram story that said an ambitious woman either has a supportive partner or no partner oh, at I've all i've seen you post that yeah and that is the truest statement mm-hmm. ever yeah like because if you don't have somebody riding for you just as as women were supposed to ride for them like it just doesn't work mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah so yes to answer that question i've definitely had that yeah and uh i learned a lot from that i i that's a hard no for me yeah to have someone that's basically a hater mm-hmm. who doesn't respect that you have a passion and a journey yeah and doesn't see it goals and doesn't see it and doesn't Mm -hmm. respect it that's that's that is the most toxic not even toxic there's nothing that will diminish your dreams more than be tend to sleep with a hater yes and a hater meaning someone that does not see the same vision as you if your Mm -hmm. person isn't like my girl as ambitious because she wants to mow the lawn like she wants to be the best lawn mower of life mm-hmm. if if your man isn't there like my girl's the best lawn mower yeah. and like i see i see her growing to be like the best in the world and mm-hmm. renowned you know lawnmower. yeah <laughs> like if, if he's not on board with you on yeah. that the, it's not gonna work yeah if you're ambitious if mm-hmm. you're a person if you're a woman with dreams yeah you know like mm-hmm. it just doesn't work just be by yourself yeah <laughs> or find someone who supports your lawn mowing dreams yes right yes that's what i meant yeah like either or <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah just be by your fucking self because it's not gonna work get rich and then like have a bunch yeah. of cats or something because it's hard out here yeah it's hard yeah i'm not um a relationship guru by any means so i'm not gonna chime in on this particular part okay <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but i will I say <laughs> you know from the beginning before we were on camera. Right. Um, but I will say that relationships, friendships with family in your profession, like all of that, as a professional woman myself, right? I'm an attorney by day. Um, like never dim your light ever. Don't shine less bright. Don't go after what you want to make someone more comfortable. Yep. Don't like not try and accomplish your goals because you don't want to make someone feel bad that they're not where you're at. I literally did that. Literally. Don't do that. Don't do it, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I did it. I think I think every every girl that's chasing her dreams that also wants love is Mm going to go through it one time. Yeah. And then your light shines so much harder yes. when you get out of it. Yes. And you're like unwilling to dim it ever again. Ever again. Ever again. <laughs> there's there's no conversation. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it will never happen. And it's not even because I want to be this independent woman mm-hmm. or I want to what like it really stems from the fact that I have a passion yeah. for something mm-hmm. and it makes me happy. Yeah. Again, if I want to mow lawns, like, yeah. if that makes me happy as in love, you should 
want that for your partner yeah. period yeah. if someone does not want that it's gonna dim your light you're mm-hmm. gonna everything around you is not gonna align mm-hmm. and it's gonna suck yeah because i've done it yes and don't do it yeah <laughs> oh my gosh yes so um what is what is something that you didn't expect about being a dj that's happened i didn't expect all this shit to happen like seamless yeah. i know i say that like over and over again but yeah. i didn't expect everything to just happen as fast mm-hmm. it's beautiful yeah it's pretty it's it's awesome i love hearing that i love hearing like i just i think it's a really strong message for people to be aware of like for the listeners to be aware of when things are aligning and to not ignore that don't ignore it yeah and you know i just last year I started seeing angel numbers I've never in my life people would always tell me oh I see one 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 I never ever ever saw them mm-hmm. and right bo- it was a year ago now mm-hmm. right before a big transition in my life happened I'm talking about huge mm-hmm. life-changing transition I kept seeing all the angel numbers but 555 in specific and 555 means abrupt change oh. but like good change yeah. like like a like something's supposed to dismantle mm-hmm. for you to become powerful basically and when i tell you that is exactly what happened and i was trying to like resist it i was like why is like is the transition what you were telling us at the beginning or earlier yeah into event yeah in your party yeah Yeah. so (laughs) like right before all of that happened Mm -hmm. i was seeing it like in my face all the time Wow. like it was everything it was like to the point where it was like obnoxious (laughs) yeah Of the angel numbers I was seeing. And I was like, damn, like I've never had Mm -hmm. the universe or like something like that talk to me so loud. But Mm -hmm. it was telling me like something really massively big is going to happen. Yeah. And it was fucking awesome. (laughs) I would go through it again. It's painful as it was at Mm -hmm. first while I was enduring it. Like it was so like the other end of it. I was like, dude, I totally understand. Yeah. Like I was going to stay in the same place Mm -hmm. if you didn't just throw Hiroshima at me. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And to be better, I I just went through that. And, um, and yeah, so I was saying like, I saw signs. Mm -hmm. So I think if literal signs. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And I I think we don't pay attention. Mm -hmm. So like, if you're seeing things like pay attention and don't resist surrender. Yeah. Surrender. I think, too, like, signs could be literal signs, like, numbers or, um, like, messages. I've heard all sorts of stuff. And I think that's very real and happens to people. Um, but also, signs could be just, like, getting an opportunity. That, out of nowhere. Right, right, out of nowhere. Or being in the right room at mm-hmm. the right place. Or, like, hearing someone talk about something and then looking into it and it aligning with, like, what you got going you know what i mean yeah. like it could be anything okay so okay. i don't mean to sound preachy no please um, be it but my pastor pastor terrence at we cool church he says god works in coincidences like mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that's god's work is when we see things and we're like oh you text me i was just thinking of you like yeah. that you know what I, or like just anything that can be considered coincidence or yeah. or the angel number just all of that is i think the, the way because we we can't like hear him you know yeah. what i mean i mean we hear him in certain ways but the way he speaks is mm-hmm. through that so I actually so when i'm on the right path i feel like i always see my birthday time on my phone which oh, really? is 10 26 october 26 but that's a sign of something i think it is no 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 it is, it is like a thousand percent a thousand yeah. percent like okay next time you see it yeah i see it twice a day every day 
next time you see it mm -hmm. so i don't know if you saw it twice today already well not yet okay tonight is later <laughs> okay okay all right so tonight when you see it again right yeah. think about what you're thinking or like be cognizant of what you're thinking about mm -hmm. like whatever it is that's on your mind or something okay. mm -hmm. and then be like that's why i saw it mm. you know what i mean yeah because there's been times where i've been like damn i'm like confused about like which way to go and then i'll see an angel number and i'm like huh Hmm. Oh, that's so interesting. So I had uh, my boobs done. Not, congrats. Thanks. They look great. Thanks. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I got them done uh, a year. Uh, the 31st makes a year. Mm -hmm. So when I got them done, like the morning of the surgery, I was scared shitless. Like I started having a panic attack mm -hmm. the morning of. And I'm like freaking out. And I look at my, at the, like I look at my phone, I go like that. Mm -hmm. And it's 444. Mm. and i went to my grandfather's grave like earlier uh, the day before yeah and 444 is um protection it's like a loved one telling you you're okay mm. and i was like all right i'm good <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so that's like through this yeah surgery. yeah so i, that's I say that to say example. like just like know like know your thoughts or like your environment <laughs> like what's happening so when you see the sign you're like oh yeah you know what I, I mean? I just think that story is great because your grandpa was protecting you <laughs> no, when you got your <laughs> great. I'm Colombian. Yeah. That is like a, a very <laughs> Colombian thing to say. <laughs> oh my God, I'm cracking yeah, up. But that was, I get the point and I think that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Quick pivot here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what challenges... <coughs> like um we got second hand over we here. got a little so <laughs> what challenges <laughs> okay are you faced with um as a woman in a male dominated industry uh i would say the only thing is like it, it hasn't happened too much like with djing it hasn't happened with the production it has like yeah. being sexualized mm -hmm. but honestly as a dj the best thing to be is a girl mm. for real that's why guys hate us. Really? I don't have I don't have issues with anybody, but like the haters are yeah. always guys. It's never girls. Mm -hmm. I have the best relationship with every girl. Like if I meet you as a girl DJ anywhere in the world, we become like homies. That's awesome. Yeah. Like I've I've made such amazing friends in the DJ space that are women. Mm -hmm. But I say all that to say, like, a woman is just we have a different energy to us. Mm -hmm. So like music wise, you hear it. Yeah. And then you see us we mm -hmm. look better you know so like there's more opportunity for women surprisingly interesting like people are preferring having a girl dj yeah so i don't know djing is awesome as a girl i don't deal with like too That's much good. adversity yeah but there's just like like I said, the normal, like, getting sexualized from time to time. But that yeah. doesn't doesn't happen too much. I think that's – let this be a message for most, like, girls trying to be in the space. Like, mm -hmm. how you present your uh, – what is it? Not portrait, but, like, your – your, your Yeah, your template. Like, mm -hmm. how you present it. Yeah. You got to know, like, what comes with it, you know? Mm -hmm. So – because I hear a lot of girls complain, like, oh, my God, like – the owners want to fuck me or whatever. I don't deal with that mm -hmm. because I don't project that. Yeah. And I have like a very, when it comes to work, mm -hmm. it, it, there's none of that bullshit with me. It's like how you carry yourself. Yes. Yeah. Thousand percent. But like if you're on Instagram and I respect it, everybody's niche is different, mm -hmm. right? If you're going to be on IG showing your ass and like you have an OnlyFans and all that, like maximize on that. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah and like it know that like your money makers in that space 
and maximize on being that sexual being, but just don't complain about it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So again, I don't really deal with that because I'm not like yeah too. Uh, but it sounds like a, you don't deal with that because of how you carry yourself. Big time. And I, I used to be that, really naive though. Yeah. I used to be like very passive, mm-hmm. and now I there's like no room for it but it's an energy thing yeah it's an energy thing like i don't have to walk in a space and demand or like yell respect me Mm -hmm. like i demand it based off how i come in 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 a room Mm -hmm. and i don't have to look like a bitch you know what i mean energy is everything yeah so i'll say in like i'm also in a male-dominated profession right the djing space is is still male-dominated it is it is it is it is that's why it's better to be a girl okay yeah (laughs) um and for me like i've always been worried about being underpaid Mm. and so for me negotiate figuring out how to negotiate salary and like be what you're saying like how you carry yourself being ready to recognize your value right away and present yourself like that. Right. Damn, girl DJs make more than guys. (laughs) I think that's the only space. That's amazing. Really, I think that's the only space. Like nine times out of ten, a girl DJ is making way more than the guy DJs. Wow. So when you're saying that, I'm like, damn, yo, girls really do go through it in spaces. (laughs) But I think the same, like even though it's a little different, it's sounding like that same, like how you carry yourself, how you present yourself. Yeah. Like being confident, being bold. Those things are like important yeah and i think you know what i say to like a lot of like my little mentees Mm -hmm. be a master at what you do like become a master at this yeah right so that there's no room for that someone to be like she's just a ditzy girl or Mm -hmm. she's not it like we're in the same plane the only difference is our private parts yeah and my fake boobs (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm just kidding kidding. (laughs) i just i know we said that but you get what i'm saying (laughs) you know yes so the only difference is that but when it comes to like our jobs Mm -hmm. i'm just as efficient if not more yeah because i've mastered that yeah not to say that you're not or knock you no 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 that's what i just tell my little young yeah no i love that so based on your knowledge and experience in the industry how do you give back like you're talking about mentor or mentees how do you give back is it important for you to give back? Thousand percent. Yeah. Um, I'm really into uh, like charity work stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't ever post it because I feel like it's corny. Yeah. You know. I do get what you're saying. Like so, this past Christmas, um, I gave three families a thousand dollars, and you know, yeah. like I do stuff like that all the time. Yeah. I, so where I live too in Miami, I live like on the water, but a block up, it's Little Haiti, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll just like once every three months like if i had a gig i get like a bunch of food or mm-hmm. if i'm bored i'm like you know what let me just make a bunch of food and like go give to the homeless like yeah. that's big for me mm-hmm. and and it's not a thing of uh i'm doing this so i could get into the gates of heaven <laughs> no it's like because I, I really i really want yeah. to you know mm-hmm. um so there's that part and then yeah like having like young girls i wish so bad i had someone i mean it wasn't it wasn't a thing like girls yeah. in the industry like, like in, in this space yeah yeah like in the dj producer mm-hmm. space there i i didn't have that until mm-hmm. later and that's just like something that means so much to me because i never want anybody to like be in those situations that i was in like god knew to put me in them because he knew i would mm-hmm. maneuver well mm-hmm. but i know a lot of girls won't yeah and i i just like want to have girls and just better predicaments you know because yeah. this the music industry is shysty yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so yeah, yeah. giving back is everything that's so important so many people so many women 
to in particular men and yeah. women but especially women have helped me get to where I'm at I love that so many people yeah and I always try and pay it forward I always like participate in mentorship programs or take a cold call or a cold email or just anyone who reaches out because so many people did that for me and yeah. I'm I'm so blessed that we live in a day at least in my profession where there are women in the space right. and we can create and guide the path yeah them. thousand percent mm-hmm. each one teach one Ooh. you know like <laughs> yes. literally yes. each one teach one that's why we have pastors and stuff because you know they're showing us the way mm-hmm. like you know yeah so back to wisdom we, we carry it on <laughs> <laughs> so this is a good place i think to conclude here um you know your story is such a good model you and your story are Thank such you. a good model of just really not dimming your light like nah don't do it you shine so bright thank you and you're so down to earth and genuine thank you it's been a really fun talking to you today um you like you thrive and you're hitting milestones and you 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 adapt and you're resilient and I think those are just those are like simple words with so much meaning behind them and I think it's thank you I think they're really important qualities um and I I really really admire how you take no's or a situation's not working out and you figure out how to learn from them and pivot from them and how to make them something great. Um, I think like this is a really inspiring and empowering story. Thank you. Today. Um, but before we end for the listeners, is that where can they find you? What do you got going on? Yeah. Um, on Instagram, that's what I use the most and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, P-E-E-X-W-E-E-Z-Y-P-X-W-E-Z-Y. I have my website, pxweezy.com. Um, I have a honey party that I'm going to take all over the world. Oh, nice. I promise you. Will you be in LA? Yes. I'm 100% (laughs) going to do a honey party in LA. Okay. thousand percent. Nice. Um, I started this party, um, just because again, like I got the opportunity to do my own thing and Mm -hmm. that's just where my career was going into which being my own boss with the DJ space, you know, cause I'm, even though I'm my own boss now, Mm -hmm. like I'm still, uh, at the mercy of venues, right? Where yeah. like now it's like my thing. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm doing this honey party, a party catered to all the honeys all around the world. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a daytime event, um, not just pool party. Just mm-hmm. I want it to be a daytime because I'm I, I like going to sleep early. Yeah. <laughs> and daytime vibes are awesome. I love a day party. Right? Everyone yeah. likes day parties. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to do the most epic party ever coming to a city near you. So pay attention. <laughs> Follow the honey party. <laughs> the honey party at the honey party on tiktok and instagram i love it thank you so much for being here thank you for having me thank you so much you guys really quickly before we end um i just have to say if you're if you're watching this on youtube please subscribe if you are listening on apple or spotify um follow give a review let us know what you think um and i just have to say like thank you to everybody for all this support. It has literally been incredible. I love that. So many people have reached out saying they identify, they relate. Like, it's just been so well received. It doesn't go unnoticed. Like, Aww. thank you so much, you guys. So, that's it. Love it. <laughs> Beautiful. Follow and subscribe to the Thank You For Saying No podcast, and you'll get every episode as soon as it's released.